So, you got the, you got the jacked up Pastor Doug today. Amen. Amen. Listen, that, I want that song to be my life mantra. I really do. God, if you're not in it, I don't want it. I don't care how good it is. I don't care how good it makes my flesh feel. I don't care how, how, how emotional it makes me feel, how excited. I don't, care. I don't care about any of that. All I care about is, God, if you're not in it, I don't want it. Amen? I love that. It said, it said that, that uh, whenever when we, at the very end there, we said, turn your eyes on Jesus. And when you look at Jesus, all the things of the earth fade away. That's the problem uh, because you can turn your eyes on Jesus bowing your head. Or you could turn your eyes on Jesus looking up. But either way, when you're bowed your head, think you don't see the earth. When you're looking up here, you don't see the earth, right? We've got to focus on Jesus and turn our eyes upon Jesus. And I just love that, 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 that. If you're not in it, I don't want it. And I truly don't unless Jesus is in it. Praise God. God is good. Thank you so much for coming today. We've got a wonderful crowd today. And we've got a great crowd here on, on Facebook watching as well. And we're so excited to have you guys watching on, on Facebook Live. I want to talk today, the title of my message is called, He's Been Faithful. Has, any, has God been faithful to anybody besides me? Yeah. Do, do you ever tell Him? We, think, we, ask, we ask Him for everything. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. We're like a little kid, right? Like wanting candy. Give me, give me, give me, give me. Give me this, give me that, right? But the thing is, is do we ever take the time to say, God, thank you that you've been faithful. We thank Him for our clothes. We thank Him for all the things that we have. We thank Him for everything. But do we ever take time and just say, God, thank you for being faithful to me? Because if you weren't faithful to me, then what would happen? We would all fall apart, right? We would all just die if He, have, if he wasn't faithful. He is faithful. But it's hard to be faithful for us sometimes, ain't it? You know, we're not always faithful. He can't thank us for always being faithful, can He? Well, let me put it this way. He cannot thank Pastor Doug for always being faithful because I hadn't always been faithful. Because what happens is when fatigue walks in, my, 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 my spiritual mother, uh, Jenny Mayo, always told me this. She said, when, when fatigue walks in, faith walks out. So you got all the faith in the world, but when your body gets tired, your body gets worn down, a lot's going on, cares and trials and tribulations, you get fatigued, your faith just kind of disappears all of a sudden. Because you're tired and you need it. But it does not matter to God. It doesn't matter what he's been through. It does not matter what happened. He will always be faithful. Faithfulness is, in, is endurance. If you're going to be faithful to something, what is, in faith, what is faithfulness? It's endurance. I love this. I often use this. When I'm talking about faith, I often use this. That, that faithfulness is crashing through the quitting points. You're getting ready to quit, right? But it didn't say, just, it didn't say when you're getting ready to quit, keep going crashing through to just, no I'm, I'm not stopping you're, you're a, 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 a determination to keep going to not stop not to give up and then and then it's also you can look at faithfulness as a long obedience in the same direction you know if God looked at my my life from, from when I was a kid on up my if you, if, you if, if, if a long obedience in the same direction is a straight line and that's faithfulness mine looks like What's one of them things, the heartbeat things, up and down, like this. You know, it's still going in the right direction, right? But it hasn't been faithful all the time. Ups and downs. Let me tell you what Jesus said about the last days here in the end times. Matthew chapter 10, 24. I got a ton of scriptures, so I'm not going to put them all on the scripture today, um, on the, on the, script, on the uh, screen today, but I will have some. Matthew, so please follow along in your, in your Bible if you have one or your phone or your, if you want to, so you can look at it and go back to it. 
and many will turn away from me and betray me and hate each other. Is that not happening today? People are betraying God. They're turning against each other. There's all kind of hate and turmoil and venom. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Sin will be rampant everywhere, and the love of many will grow cold, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. That is today. That is end times, but it's not really end times anymore. It's today. Right now. False prophets. I was looking on social media the other day on, on my TikTok, and this guy said there's a lot of people preaching and saying stuff. But you gotta be, when you're looking at your Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, social, whatever you're looking at, just because someone says something, and they even may be a minister, you got you, so even me. Go to your word and look it up and verify. Just don't take anybody's word for it, okay? And, and this guy was sitting there saying, "Oh, uh, you know, you, everybody says, well, God has to be number one.' I just want to let you know today that God does not have to be number one. All He cares about is just He just wants to be in your life." I was like, "Dude, I was like, I'd love to slap you right now." I just love to slap you. You know, I really would. Just, 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 I, I'll throw these hands on him. You know what I'm saying? Because of the fact that it, I was just like, that is so wrong. You were making so many people think, well, as long as he's in my life, I can have my family, my money, my job, all this ahead of God. No, God is number one. You know, thou shalt have no other gods before me, right? You know, the Lord, you got to love the God, Lord God, with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. He has to be number one. And sin is rampant everywhere. People, people's love is growing cold. All those great Christians, all of a sudden when, the, when, when, the, when the, uh, the politics happened, all of a sudden all those great Christians, their love went away for everybody, and they started hating people, right? And they're, all, they're falling away. So what areas of our life do we have to be faithful in? That's important. It's paramount in these areas. Number one, your marriage. If you're not faithful in your marriage, you're getting a divorce, right? Your family. If you are not faithful to your family, then what's going to happen is going to be a separation and there's going to be a distance and you're not even going to feel like family anymore. In your occupation, if, you, if you're not faithful in your occupation, then you're going to get fired. If you're not faithful in your ministry, God says, I'll take it from you and give it to somebody else. In your fulfillment of your hopes and dreams, if you're not faithful in trying to reach your hopes and dreams in your life, you'll never reach your hopes and dreams. You'll just be mundane the rest of your life. If you're not faithful in, in your attendance in church, the church will never grow. If you're not faithful in your serving God, you'll have a fruitless, you may have attendance, but nobody serves, then you have a, 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 a good church in attendance, but you don't have any fruit from the church. And if you stop, if you're not faithful in your giving, then the church shuts down. And you'll walk with Christ. If you're not faithful in your walk with Christ, you end up in a place called hell. In short, you need faithfulness in every part of your life. Tim Paul told Timothy, fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. In other words, fight a good fight. Don't be, don't be rinky-dinky. Fight a good fight of faith. Romans 8 and 18. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to, to be compared to the glory which is revealed in us. We're going through some stuff, and I don't care what you're going through. I don't care the worst scenario in America. The worst scenario in, is nothing compared to, to, to what heaven's going to be like. No matter what, how bad it is, it's, it's going to be worth it one day when we get to heaven. God, amen? So no matter what you're going through, it's going to be worth it. 
These sufferings that we have right now are nothing compared to the glory of heaven. God asks us to be faithful as well. In Lamentations 3, 22 and 23, through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed, but because His fat compassions they fail not. They are new every morning. Great is our faithfulness. Is it not? Everybody say that with me. Great is our faithfulness. Great is our faithfulness. One more time. Great is our faithfulness. He says his mercies are new every morning. Every morning he wakes up with the new ability and to have mercies on us that he don't kill us. His, new, his mercies, he has mercy every day. You know what? The blood, still, the blood still blesses. The blood still saves. The blood still redeems. My mercies are new every morning. And every day he has compassion. Aren't you glad that God has compassion on us? Man, I'm so glad. What would I do without God's compassion? I love, now I love this. Let me tell you what the, the message says. The message is a paraphrase, but I just love reading that as well. Sometimes how, how, how Eugene puts it. God's loyal love couldn't have run out. His merciful love couldn't have dried up. They're crea- they are created every morning. How great is our faithfulness. Listen to this. I'm sticking with God. I say it over and over. He's all I've got left. That's whenever you truly become a great Christian. It's when you realize Christ is truly all that you have. Everything else will fade away. Family, people, everything, people will turn on you. Best friends, besties, every, everybody, everybody's going to fail you. But really all you got that is going to be faithful to you 100% all the time, no matter what goes on, ups and downs, highs and lows, whatever, is God. He's all we've got left. 1 John 1 and 9. If you confess with your mouth, I'm sorry, that's the wrong scripture. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He is faithful to forgive us and cleanse us. He washes us. When he forgives us, he washes us clean. He washes us. He's faithful. 1 Corinthians 10, 13, one of the very most uh, uh, misquoted scriptures in the Bible. No temptation has overtaken you, but such is common to man. In other words, everybody goes through what you've been through. There's somebody, sometime, and sometime in life, somebody else has been through what you're going through. But it said, God is faithful. Here it is. He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. Everybody says, God won't put nothing on you more than you can bear. That's a lie. That's not scripture. Because what he wants, that's why it says in another scripture, cast your burdens on the Lord. The burden is going to be too heavy for you to bear. So that's why he says, cast your burdens on him. So he, the burden gets heavy, you cast it on him. If the burden's never too heavy for you to bear, why do you need God then? That's what, you're, that's what we're going to feel like. We're gonna feel, hey, I, the burden ain't heavy, I don't need God. But it says, he says he will not let the temptation to be beyond your ability. But listen, at, with that temptation, he will provide a way of escape that you may be able to endure it. He is faithful, so you can be faithful. Here, so what happens is when you have a temptation... Now, some of y'all may not have realized this. This is, was eye-opening when I first saw this. Every temptation you have, there's going to be a way of escape if you look around before you, before you act. Every single time. Right there. I will give you a way of escape. With that temptation that comes, I'm going to give you a way of escape so you don't have to deal with it. But we choose as Christians a lot of times, and definitely as sinners, to, to yield to the temptation and sin. So we, we get there, because we're human, we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But with every temptation, there's a way of escape, but most of the time, we just don't take it. Psalms 91 and 4. Like a bird, he will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings shall you trust and find refuge. His trust, I mean, his truth and faithfulness are your shield and your buckler. I love that. 
you know how a, how a, a bird keeps his other little little it, it, it wing uh, little tiny birds under their arms and <laughs> baby birds under their arms and he just hold them under their, under the the uh, feathers and keep them under their wings. It says he'll do that for us. First Thessalonians five and twenty four. Faith here, I love this. Faithful is he who is calling you, and he will also do it. The New Living Translation says God will make this happen because he's faithful. When God calls you to something, he says, I'll make it happen because I'm calling you to it. God is calling you to it, and he's going to make it happen. He's not going to call you to something and not make it happen. The calling is powerful. Luke 16 and 10, God asks us to be faithful. For you are faithful in the small things, little things, then you will be faithful in larger things. But if you can't be trustworthy in the little things, you won't be trustworthy in the gr with greater responsibilities. If you're a manager, you're not going to walk in the door. That's why there, there's processes. If you work, I know a lot of people here work at Chick-fil-A. You know, when you get, you're just not automatic. You don't walk in necessarily all the time as a manager, you know, unless you've already proven that you've been a manager somewhere else. But if you, what you got to do is prove, I can clean the toilets first. Hey, I can, I can do, do this right here. I can run the drive through I can do this. And you work your way up because you're, you're proving that you're faithful in a small thing, then they can trust you with the big. But God says, if I can't trust you with a small amount of money, you ain't never going to win the lottery. Well, I, hope, yeah, I don't know if you, you don't need to win the lottery anyway. If you do pay tithes on it, but anyway. But you know what I'm saying? But if you're, not, you're never going to be a millionaire. If, if you can't be faithful in the small things, and, and, and you can't, God can't trust you with a little bit of money that you're, that you're making month to month. He's certainly not going to give you a whole lot of money. If, 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 he can't, if he can't trust you with just doing something small, he can't trust you with doing something big. Galatians 5, 22-23. Faithfulness is a fruit of the Spirit, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control against which is such there is no law. Faithfulness is a fruit. We have Holy Spirit in us, and since we have the Holy Spirit, we have fruit, and that fruit should come out. We should be faithful. Proverbs 28 and 20. The trustworthy person will get a rich reward, but a person who wants quick riches gets into trouble. Committed and persistent work pays off. Get rich, get rich quick schemes or rip-offs. See, the best way to make money and the, and to, the best way to, to get debt-free is to get up every morning and go to work. And be faithful in that. Trying these little pansy schemes and then all this kind of little quick, get rich, quick stuff. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work and it does not last. It's always here and it's fleeting. But you get up every day, you go to work and you work hard and do hard and love hard and be hard. Then you, then you go on and every single day you'll be fine. Proverbs 3 and 3. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck and write them on the tablets of your heart. I'm not going to talk about that. I talked about that last week, remember? Where I said the Jews would put a little tablet right here so they can always remember and they were faithful in the scriptures. 1 Corinthians 4 and 2. Moreover, it is required of stewards that a man should be faithful. So I looked up. What is the, the biblical definition of a steward? Utilizing and managing all resources God provides to the for the glory of God and the betterment of his creation so everything that God gives you as a Christian everything he gives you, you we have to be good stewards of that God saying I am I want you to be good stewards and it's required of you as a Christian to be good stewards of what I give you Matthew 25 and 21 and on that day the Lord said to him well done good and faithful servant you were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joys of the Lord. That's at the judgment seat of Christ. When us Christians stand before God, 
And he looks at us and says, well done, that good and faithful child. I don't want God to look at me and say, eh, did okay. Pastor, yeah, you, know, you, you were faithful most of the time. I want to stand tall and proud. And I want to hear God say, you were faithful. You messed up. You failed. You did wrong, but you were faithful. You kept getting back up. You kept going. You kept pushing. You never quit. You never gave up. You were strong, and you did good. You failed sometimes, but you kept getting up and going again. You were faithful to me. Let me show you, share a quick little four things with you, and then, and then we'll be done. Number one, when it's most important times, I know in my life, this is the time in my life that I found that it's the most important for me to be faithful. Faithful in the mundane, boring, unmotivated seasons of life. Whenever your life is just humdrum every day, the same ritual over and over and over. Being faithful is important. I went and worked at Interroll um, from uh, nine o'clock at uh, 7 o'clock at night to 3 o'clock in the morning one time. And I got rid of that job in about a month. You sit there just, and you just do the same. I'm like, I can't, I can't. I need, I need action. I need activity. I need to move. I need to groove. I need, I need to be able to dance. I need to do what I want to do. I can't stand just doing the same thing over and over. In the military, you know, you do the same thing. And I got out of the military. I can't, I can't stand just doing the same thing. Wipe this bulkhead down. Well, the captain's on it. Wipe it, wipe it down again. You know, it's dirty. Wipe it down again. I can't stand that. I, I want e excitement. And in our Christian walk with God, a lot of times we get in this mundane where we get up, we go to church, we go to work, we go home, we spend the weekend, we, we work in the yards, we get up, we just do the same thing. And whenever it's not nothing exciting, not nothing emotional, it's just mundane, it's just boring over and over and over again, um, we, we kind of tend to typically lose faith. During, during, during the uh, pandemic, a lot of Christians lost faith. Because what happened? It was online every weekend. It was just online, online, online. There was no movement. They didn't have to get up out of bed. And after a while, a lot of people lost faith in that. But you know what's so good is Hebrews 13 and 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and day forever. He can do it. He can be the same and be cool with it because he's God, right? See, the thing is, is anything that you do, you're never going to be, you're never, never going to be good at it until you do it enough to be bored. If you if you go if you want to be a marksman, right? You can't go out there and shoot at a, a target and, and, and shoot a whole clip and one of them hit the center, the center in the bullseye and say, hey, I'm a marksman. No, 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 no. You've got to do it over and over and over and over. If you're a football player, you've got to practice over and over. If you're a wrestler, you've got to do the same move and perfect over. You've got to do it until, until you don't even think about it. When you're, when, you're, when you're becoming good at something and you're becoming professional at something, and a lot of you are professionals in this, in this room, you have to come where you don't even think about it. You don't even have to think. If I, look, if I look at Kevin right now and say, hey, go outside and sell a car, he could go out and sell one of y'all's cars because he knows how to sell cars. He does it in his sleep. He don't have to think about it. He can just get up and go out there, and he'll sell your car. Anybody need your car? <laughs> Everybody's got their hands up, Kevin. So you better stop. No, but, but you, you do it over and over. And so we all, I often talk a lot because, and I talk about a lot because a lot of you, after I preach messages, everybody still tells me I'm still dealing with unforgiveness. It's hard. But the, the great, I'm going to keep saying this so I'm blue in the face. And, and, and that if you keep having the right um, choices, the right emotions finally come. I talked to somebody the other day and they're like, I'm having a problem with unforgiveness. And I said, Listen, here's the deal God don't expect you to forgive like that. All God wants is for you to say, God, I know I should forgive. I don't want to, but I know I should. They did me wrong, whatever you want to say. And then say, but God, my heart's desire is to serve you and do what your word says. 
and you ask me to forgive. So God, my heart's desire is to forgive. That's all he wants. Because if your heart's desire is to forgive, and then tomorrow you're like, ugh, but God, my heart's desire to forgive. All he wants you to do is keep having the right actions, and the right emotions will eventually come. It, 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 it took me five years for one, for one such as a pastor. It took me five years to forgive somebody. I was struggling on it, but the whole time I said, God, my heart's to forgive. My heart's to forgive. And then I kept, 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 and eventually I'm free as a bird. But God's not going to damn you to hell because you haven't forgiven yet, but if your heart is right and you want to forgive, God's like, as long, you know, how many times do I tell you, if you fall down, if you fall down a thousand times going through the cross, it's okay as long as you keep going, getting up and keep going. Sa- forgiveness is the same way. As long as you keep wanting to forgive and you keep going towards Christ and you're doing the best you can serving and loving God, that's all God asks. He's not, he does not want perfection. He wants direction. That's good, right? So, so he, he does not want you. He, he knows you can't be perfect. But what direction are you constantly facing? So many times we like to kind of turn sideways and straddle that line and, and between good life and a bad life. And we just kind of straddle it, right? And sometimes we look, oh, okay. You know? But God's like, just, just, just face me and keep coming to me. I don't care how many times you fall. Just get up and keep coming. That's all I want. Let's see a diamond. A diamond is just a hunk of coal, right? But it was faithful until it became a diamond. That's all it is. It's a hunk of coal that just sat there and just did what it was supposed to do until it became a diamond. It stuck to its job. Number two, this one's even more hard than that one. In the hard, crushing times of defeat. Hard, crushing times of defeat. Galatians 6 and 9. And let us not grow weary in well doing, but what is right. For when the right time comes, we will reap a harvest if we do not quit and give up. Has anybody ever felt like, I'm done. I'm over it. I give up. I quit. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm tired of it. I'm not doing it anymore. Anybody besides me ever felt that way about things? Yeah, yeah, every, everybody. Amen. Two hands. You know, we've been that way. And that's when it's the most critical that you are faithful to God. Things in this life may get us to feel that way. And you may even feel like that way about Christianity sometimes. Because you feel like God's failed you. But God says, just trust me. Just trust me. Just trust me. It says in a New Living Translation, that same scripture says, don't let, let us get tired of doing what is good. Just at the right time, we'll reap a harvest um, of blessing if we do not give up. You keep doing what's right. God says, I will bless you. You want to give up? Keep going, and I'll bless you. See, the farmers, whenever, whenever it's time for the summer crops, um, the, what, what, what they'll do is they'll get up early in the morning when the, the ground is still hard, and they get out there, and it's hard, and they're, they're trying to get through there, and it's freezing cold. And they plant this stuff out there in the freezing cold before, before why, why, you know, to plant their, their, their next harvest. And they're, they're trying to get through this hard, hard dirt. It's hard and it's crushing and it's, and it's cold outside. But they're faithful and they do it every morning and they water it every day. And then it comes around and, and all of a sudden there's this beautiful harvest. If they went out there one day and said, oh, forget this. This, 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 hard, this, this ground's too hard. I'm not going to deal with this. And I, there's no harvest. One of the, and one of the biggest things that we got to understand is, as champions, you have to learn that, that pain is seasonal. If you break your arm, you can say, you know what, I broke my arm, but you know what, it's only going to be about six weeks, and I'll be out of this, and I'll be on my way. But if, if not, oh, I broke my arm, I don't know what I'm going to do. 
I'm not, oh, no, bro, I can't do nothing. Oh, no, I can't work. I can't drive. I can't do that. You just get, it's it's going to drive you crazy because you got pain and you got situation, but there's no assignment to it, and you don't understand that it's, it's temporary. You have to understand that pain is temporary. Everybody in here has been through loss, has been through death, and been through all kind of bad things in your life where you just felt like giving up and quitting. But today, typically, probably, and if not today, hopefully next week or maybe last week, you, you're having a pretty good day, a pretty good week, a pretty good month, maybe even a pretty good year. Why? Because you didn't give up and you didn't quit and you said, this is temporary. You know, and we've been doing that about this, this coronavirus. Why? We, we know, oh, this is only temporary. It's for a couple months. I'll be for a couple months, and then all of a sudden, it's years now. But still, we still know that it's going to be temporary. It may be a, a long-term overall, but the, the, the impact of it is temporary. The enemy coming against you is temporary. Because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And, and pain is a pathway to promotion. Pain creates pressure, and pressure creates the anointing of God through your life. You have, you have God in your life, and, and, and whenever you go through pain, God, does never, God never wastes pain. No matter what you've gone through in your life, God says, you know what? I'm going to use this pain, and I'm going to make you stronger, more anointed, more, the more fa- all the stuff that you go through. God says, I'm going to use it for your glory. I'm not going to waste it. I'm not going to let you just have pain in your life. And then say, well, best of luck to you, bud. This is not how he works. We have to assign meaning to the pain. And we have to say, you know what? Uh, you know, I, I cut my arm open. You know, we have to know, we have to know why we have that pain. I, I had that pain because I did something stupid. And I shouldn't have been playing with a knife, you know, and, and I cut myself. So there's assignment to that pain. Then I can look back when that, that, that pain and that, that scars, I can say, hey, that right there, see that scar? That's when I was stupid. I was playing with a knife and I shouldn't have. Our, we should be able to look back on our scarred pain and say, that happened because... Or what came out of that good was. After I went through that, this happened. You have to look at it for good. That's, you know, that, that, so God can help you with it. 2 Timothy 2, 1 through 3. My son, be strong in the grace that Jesus gives. Um, gives. Everything that you have heard me preach in public, you should turn and entrust to reliable men who will be able to pass it on to others. Put up with your share of hardships as loyal soldiers in Christ's army. See, that's what I do. I, you know, and I, I try to sometimes, you know, maybe use a little Greek or Hebrew to help some people. I know a lot of people like a little deeper stuff. But, but overall, I have to be able to teach to you on Sunday so you can take what I teach and take out into the world. I don't want you taking what I teach and be confused and going outside trying to tell somebody and then, and then like, well, I don't know. Well, what, what do you mean by that? Well, I don't really know, man. That's what pastor said. If you get in that situation, call me and I'll help you out. But I'm just saying, I, y'all are li- reliable people and I'm trying to teach to you so you can teach others. I don't want it to stop with you. I don't want to go blah and it land on y'all and then it stops. I want it to all of a sudden come out of you and keep right on going into the world. Number three, faithfulness. We gotta be, we gotta be faithful in having faith. You, if you have never doubted God, you're probably not a Christian. Because anybody who has who has had God in their life has doubted God in some way. You you probably always came back and you're always you're doing good now. But at some point in time, you can say, God, I don't understand. I, I, God, are you are you gonna do what you said you were gonna do? I'm waiting. It hadn't happened yet. There was a man in Mark chapter 9, verse 24, and straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears in his eyes, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. 
And then it shows that Jesus immediately healed that child. Sometimes we need to look at God and we need to say, God, I believe you, but I got some doubts right now. I got actually a little bit of unbelief in my life. Help my unbelief. Help me believe. And that's okay. You're not a sinner and you're not going to hell because you're telling God, God, I believe you, but I need some help. Help me. He's okay with that. He, he showed that by immediately healing that child. You can't, you can't keep doubt from coming. I, tell my, I used to tell my kids, you know, you ain't got to stay in a situation. You can't help a bird comes over and lands on your head, but you ain't got to sit down and let them build a nest in your hair. Well, on, or on your head. You know, you can, you can, you can swipe it. You don't have, you get, you, sometimes you can't help to get you got in a situation, but you don't have to stay there. When you recognize it's the enemy, you recognize this isn't good, this isn't right, this is a bad situation, leave, go on. When the devil is bringing temptation, flee. The Bible says flee temptation. Not just resist. It says resist the devil, but flee temptation. Run. John 6, 67 and 68. Then Jesus said to the 12 disciples, Will you also go away and leave me? Then Simon Peter said to him, Lord, where else do we have to go? And we got to get to that place. God, I don't, Lord, where else do I got to go? I'm not going to go to the enemy. I'm not going to turn to Satan and let him be my Lord. You're it because you are king and Lord of lords. I want to serve you. Where else am I going to go? You're all I've got left. And then lastly, faithfulness when the commitment becomes costly. See, there's a lot of great starters in the kingdom, but there's not a lot of great finishers. There's a lot of times that people come and they, they start good and hard, and then they give up and run out of gas and they quit and, 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 and don't do it. But the, the most awesome revenge you can have on hell is to not give up. Because all hell wants you to do is give up. Oh, you can serve God, but if I can get you to give up and quit, then you're going to end up not serving God. The enemy wants so hard to get you to give up and get you to quit and get you to stop. And endurance is the best thing you can do. I was talking to somebody the other day about, about uh, Hell Week in the military, and I was telling them all the things I went through that week. And the, it's an all-in-mind game. And the only thing they're trying to do in Hell Week is get you to quit. They talk about your mama. They talk about your looks. They talk about everything. They talk about your daddy. They talk about everybody, everybody in the world. They, they, and they talk about you. They call you all kind of names. And all they're trying to do is to get you to quit. They want you to quit. Because if you quit on hell week, when you get out there in a war zone and it gets hard, you're definitely going to quit. They don't want quitters. They want winners. And that's why they push so hard to weed out everybody. And that's what the enemy's trying to do. He's coming at you trying to give you a hell week and trying to make you quit, trying to make you give up so you can turn your back on God. Faithfulness. Faithfulness is, man, we, during the pandemic, man, we've had so many, I don't even want to start naming names. We've got the praise team and the worship team and the media team and, and we got the, the, all the greeters that worked out there and the kids, men, and the nursery, all, all those, you know, so many, and so many of y'all, y'all were so incredibly faithful. Man, I look back, I was, when I was looking at this message, I was like, man, thank God for all those faithful people or we would have shut down the church. It would not have worked. I, I was talking, talking to um, 
Jay the other day, and he was telling me about, about Sophie. Y'all saw Sophie sitting right here the other day. At church, she, I mean, at, at school, she has a little Bible study that she started, that she is doing um, in, in, in junior high school, and she started a Bible study. It has like 10 or 12 people every day at lunch. Isn't that incredible? Praise God for that. And he says, I haven't got any feedback yet from it. I said, well, you will. Because the scripture says in Matthew 10, 22, and you will be hated for all by my name's sake, but those who endure to the end will be saved. Because she loves God, she's going to catch some flack. There's going to be somebody that's going to say something about it. And I just, then we talked about, you know, making make it into a club and going to the FC. Doing, we had talked about different options. There's always options that you could do to overcome something when it comes to Christ. When, so Christ, but I just think it's awesome. And I'm so proud of one our, of our um, impact um, kids that is out there serving God and saying, you know what? Do, man, when I was in junior high school, I, I was a Christian, but I wouldn't have started no Bible study. You know? So praise God for her, and praise God for her parents raising her up like that. Um, and we got, got somebody, in, and, and Haley's not here today, but Bill, Bill told me the other day, he said, said, Haley beats me in Bible trivia. <laughs> I said, well, praise God. That's good, you know. I said, she probably beat me too, and I'm the pastor. I said, I can look it up, you know, but just knowing what I'm talking about, I don't always know the answer. But I, can know, I know where to go find it. You know, I love that we got some kids around here that are serving God, that are passionate. Our future looks great, at least in this church. Amen. Praise God. Okay, and then, and then uh, Revelation 2.10. Do not fear what, for what you're about to suffer. Behold, the devil is about to throw some of you in prison that you may be tested for ten days and then have tribulation, but, but be faithful unto death, and I will give you a crown of life. And I want you to know, some of y'all are going to go this week and you're about to face some stuff that the enemy's going to throw at you. I'm just going to ask you right now in the name of Jesus to be faithful because in the end, in the, in, in, the, in the total end, you're going to endure, the, you're going to receive the crown of life. I love, again, what the message says about that. It's so beautiful. And if I can, I, can, I want to ask Bill to come up. He's going to sing a song. Bill, Bill is my, my nephew, um, Gina's nephew, my nephew too. But, but I, I was singing, I was, pre, I was doing this about faithfulness. And you know how Facebook listens to you, and whenever you say something about uh you know, uh, rocking chairs, all of a sudden, rocking chairs shows up on your Facebook page. You know, I'm like a bunch of creepers. You know, but so, so, so I was talking, singing about faithfulness. Did you know that your spirit does the same thing? Your spirit listens. And I was just walking around, and I, I, right out of my spirit, I was like, He's been faithful, faithful to me. Looking back, His mercies I see. You know, so I was just saying, I was like, Wow, it's like, where'd that come from? You know, um, you know, and so I sing a lot. A lot of times, it's just a song would just come up in my spirit, and I said, "Somebody sings that. Who sings that?" And you know, periodically to go along with my message, I've had I've had uh, somebody sing a little solo at the end. I don't typically do them during service, but at the end, just to go along with my message. And this this song I want him to sing is he's been faithful. I want you to read what it says in the message here. It says, "When people realize it is a living God you are presenting, and not some idol that makes them feel good, they are going to turn on you." Even people in your own family. There's a great irony here, proclaiming so much love, experiencing so much hate. But don't quit. Don't cave in. It is all well worth it in the end. It is not success that you're after in such times, but survival. Be survival. Be survivors. Before you run out of options, the Son of Man will have arrived. Once we get to the place where there's nothing else we can God, there's nothing else we can do, boom, the rapture takes place. When we truly get to the end where there's no more options,
God's going to come back and take us and split the eastern sky, Mr. Lord. I know Mr. Lord likes, likes that little comment about talk, talking about splitting the eastern sky. He's going to put his hand on, a, on, on the mount and on it, boom, right, right and split it right in half. I want you to listen to this song. And I want these verses. Please listen to these verses and let them minister to you in a powerful way.
mercies I see. Though in my heart I have questioned, even failed to believe that He's been faithful, faithful, pray. You ever been in that place where you just couldn't even pray? God's still been faithful. Thank you, Bill. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Hallelujah. If I just couldn't have the place open. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God, thank you for your faithfulness, God. Thank you for your faithfulness to me, God. When I failed you, God, when I've done wrong, God, and haven't done the way you asked me to do, God, you've still been faithful. Thank you, God, for your faithfulness. God, I don't deserve it, God. Lord, I don't deserve it at all, God, but you've still been faithful. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Even when I fail to believe, God, you've been faithful. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God, I praise you. God, I praise you. God, I praise you. I worship you and I magnify your name. Thank you, God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Would anybody raise their hand right now and say, I don't know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, but I want to be saved, whether you're in this room or on, online? Hallelujah. Anybody that wants to raise your hand, you want to receive Christ? Hallelujah. Well, who would raise their hand and say, Pastor Doug, I have struggled at times. I'm a Christian. I know Jesus. I'm going to heaven, but I've struggled at times in my faithfulness with God. Amen, amen, and both mo my hands are up. God, forgive us, God. Lord, forgive us, God. Forgive us, oh God. And help us, God. Help, Lord, help our unbelief, God. When we doubt, God, and when we fear, God, and when we question, God. We're just like little children, God, that don't know no better, and we just trust you, God. Help us, Father. Inter intervene in our lives, God, and increase our faith, God. Increase our power. Increase our anointing, God. Give us the ability, God, to stand strong and be faithful. Forgive us for those times. Forgive us, God, for when we've not been faithful and help us to be more faithful to you, God. God, help me to be more faithful to you, God. God, thank you so much. You've been so faithful, God. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. Through it all. Through it all, you've been there, God. You never failed. You never faltered. You never quit. No matter how dumb I've been, you've always been there, God. 
No matter how childish I act and fool a little Christian hissy fit, God, you've still stayed calm with me and you, you've maintained and you've loved me and you cared for me. In my life when I lost my way, God, you were still faithful, God. In my life when I turned away, God, you were faithful. When I didn't understand, God, when I made mistakes, God, you were faithful and you were patient with me. God, I'm so sorry. Forgive me. God, today, God, I make a brand new vow as together with our church, God, we make a new vow today to be more faithful to you. Faithful to you. We honor you, sir. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. pray right where you're at. Just have a little private prayer with Jesus right where you're at. Recommit your faithfulness to Him. To Him. Not to me, not to church, not to work. I'm, not talk I'm talking about to Him. Your faithfulness to Him. God, help me be faithful.